Welcome to Conversations with I Follow the Leader, made possible by I Follow the Leader, LLC. I am your host, Antonetta Mosley. I'm the CEO and Principal Leader at I Follow the Leader and a Certified Diversity Professional. I founded the firm in 2016 because I believe the historical prototype of what a successful leader looks like needs to change. We help leaders and organizations thrive and reach their highest potential. This is a place where those of a different feather can soar together. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, everyone. It is Antonetta Mosley of I Follow the Leader, and I am extremely excited to be with you here today. Rebecca is coming on, and you're just in for such a treat. Episode 44 is called Made for This. And with a title like that, I think you know this is for you. This is a conversation you need to be a part of, right? You need to lean into what's going on with you right now, what's going next. And we have someone who is just so tuned in to people, to emotional intelligence, and just really excited for you. So this episode is for you if you're a busy professional, which everyone right is busy, um, who wants to go from burnout and mundanity to feeling lit up and engaged by easily integrating joy into their daily lives. So if you've been feeling like I'm in a mundane place, really want to be more joyful, this is for you. Um, And so I want to bring Rebecca on and just thank you so much, Rebecca, for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled. Yes, thank you. So Rebecca, and and this is always hard when someone's reading it and they're on, but I just want to tell you a little more about Rebecca before we get started with our courageous conversation. She is the CEO and of True Self-Care and a professional global, and and we'll get into this because Rebecca, she's not in the United States for those in the United States right now. She is a global professional speaker for virtual corporate events, webinars, workshops, and really specializes in workplace wellness, mindfulness, and emotional intelligence in our remote first world. I have had the pleasure of hearing Rebecca speak and hearing about some of her keynotes, and she is phenomenal. So you're in for a treat today. And what we really want to focus on today, there's so much we could unpack with Rebecca, but it is how humans are made to feel good and experience joy in their daily lives. So Rebecca, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my truly my honor. I'm so just so thrilled. These are my favorite things to talk about. You're one of my absolute favorite people to speak to. And the audience that you bring in, I'm just so thrilled to be with everybody live and on the replay. Oh, this is really, to me, some of the most important things that we can really talk about. I'm just really honored and excited for the privilege. Thank you. Well, let us know. You are truly right. Some people like to say they're global, um, <laughs> but you are truly global. So can you just tell us a little more about where in the world are you right now? And also, what is it about being a global speaker, right? How'd you get into that? Uh, tell them a little more about that. 
Absolutely. So at this present moment, I'm in Malmö, Sweden, which is in the south of Sweden, right next to Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, so living the Scandi dream. I let Antoinette know, even though I blurred, this is actually what it looks like outside at the moment. Uh, we're entering into a very um, special phase of uh, weather in Scandinavia. I have been uh, based out of here on and off for almost the last year, actually. Yeah, a little over a year. I've been in and out of Europe based here. I absolutely really do. Uh, I'm very appreciative to have grown up in the States and to be an American, but also really appreciate European values, the lifestyle, the importance they place on total, just whole personhood and respecting all of that. I really do love that. And while still being able to have the wonders of technology and be able to be based in one place, but serve clients in the States is just absolutely phenomenal. And when I came over last year for a wedding, I decided to see if that was something I could actually accomplish was be based here and serve people in the States. And it worked out. And I was like, well, I'm just going to keep making that work. So that's, that's exactly what I've been doing. So wild and uh, right. <laughs> and truly, I got to be honest, scary. It can be at times, but yep. I mean, I'm speaking to the courage curator and we know <laughs> that's what courage is, you know, is, is fierce yeah. present, and we acknowledge it. And then we choose to be courageous and keep going. Oh, one of the reasons I love you is because, right, you don't just talk about joy, you exude joy. And I think so many people wish they could have that courage, they could have it in them to live their best lives. And that's some of what we're going to talk about today. And what I want to share with you is that, right, Rebecca is using this from her personal experience. This isn't right. Um, it's been all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies. And then she decided to travel. And so I want you to share us a little more about how you got into this work. So you experienced burnout. You were a 20-year veteran of media and advertising sales. And so can you tell us a little bit about that shift? right? From being a 20-year yeah. veteran, experienced burnout to, to really where you are today as the CEO, right? A, focused on self-care and joy and mindfulness. Absolutely. And I thank you so much for bringing that up right out of the bat. Not just my story, but, and I deeply, deeply embrace and receive your acknowledgement about exuding joy. That is not like, I'm very blessed. I uh, believe that's part of how I was made to be is quite courageous and joyful, but the world is not set up for those things. And so I definitely put on a lot of lampshades over that light for a number of years, but it's a lot of work to be as joyful. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fake the funk, you know, this is real. Um, so I appreciate you bringing that up right out of the gate. As you mentioned, my, uh, the first half of my, uh, professional life was spent in, media and advertising sales. I answered a hot jobs link, you know, in the early aughts and found myself in a 20 year career in media and advertising, which I'm wildly very grateful for. The benefit of a sales career, you learn so much about people and their amazing array of idiosyncratic behavior. It's just truly incredible. Anyone in a people facing profession knows this. Like, wow, so many flavors of people. Uh, and throughout that career, and I realize now looking back, a lot of um, sales is really deeply validation driven, right? 
you've got a number, you're hitting a number and you're validated accordingly. You're doing something and you're being validated for the for the doing of what you're doing. And I see where that was very much in line with a lot of how I had brought myself up to be, to be honest with you, ways that I interpreted how the world works and ways I sought, craved validation. And so it was no mistake that I found myself in a profession that was so um, deeply ingrained in that. And that is also, I think, a part of most of our uh, stories, no matter the profession we're in, is we have a level as humans of wanting to be praised and validated. And sales was really great for that on a number of different ways. And I truly did um, love the work that I did in many, many ways, have built incredible relationships, but I was also just wildly hard on myself, just would wake up in the middle of the night with streams of thoughts and just and berate myself over everything that I'd ever done in my life, whether it was that day or 10 years prior of things I hadn't done right or things I thought were missing in my life. And just really, really, um, I would say now looking back, really like anxiety ridden in that way. And truly, it was so wild, because when you looked at my life, and even when I look back and look at it, I had no evidence to support these terrible things that I thought about myself that was not reflective in the incredible relationships I had and the success that I had in my sales career. None of these terrible things I thought about myself were really actually reflected in my life. Um, but that didn't stop me from feeling the way that I felt. And thankfully, um, about now eight years ago, a dear friend of mine was doing a leadership development program based in emotional intelligence and called one day and was like, I think that you would really love this. You know, it seems like it's a place in your journey when this would be great. And at the time I was in my most corporate of corporate jobs, my beige prison is what I called it. Very thankful for uh, the experience I had, people I met and money I made, but it was really beige in tone and temperament and, de and decor. Um, but I was in a really tough place and I didn't realize at the time, like I said, how tough of a place I was in until I really started to do the work of leadership development and emotional intelligence and was like, oh, wow, starting to recognize I have these conversations about myself, but this is not what my life looks like. And also one of the things that blew my mind being in this work was I had for a long time thought that I was crazy and that I was the only person who had a voice in their head, like legit for decades thought that it was just me that had this chirping voice. And then I went to this first workshop and I was like, oh, everybody has a voice and they're all a-holes. This is shocking. What? And that just, that was really what sort of like lit the switch in me of like, okay, we're all having this and people have figured out a way to talk to this voice. Like there's hope. And then the more that I learned about how I was able to better interact with this internal voice in my head, what I think of as our ego, I was just so fired up and excited for all the ways I was learning to build a better relationship with those internal voices and realizing the more that I acknowledged them and saw them as, as an opportunity to figure out what was behind these thoughts, what was really causing them. Why was, why was the tone and temperament of the voice the, the way that it was? And so often it was because I wasn't listening to it. So like a, you know, a petulant child, if you don't listen, they're going to start to scream. You know what I mean? And they're not wrong. We do listen when they start screaming. You know what I mean? So that was sort of what first kicked me off uh, was just going to that first workshop and understanding the ego and 
and how it impacted everybody and being then so inspired as I learned more and more of how to build a better relationship with that internal voice within myself that then built a better relationship with myself. I saw then that how that transformed my relationships, both professionally and personally. And then as those relationships changed, how those people were also transforming their lives and just on and on and on. It just really, I have like goosebumps and I'm getting like champagne bubbles, just even, like, <laughs> taking like later. I'm like, ah, they're coming. We're gonna pop right. Off. Um, no, I think that I, that's so beautiful. And thank you for being willing to just share part of your story, because sometimes once you've evolved and right, hopefully we're continuing to evolve if we've taken these steps. It can be hard to think back to the past. And something I know we've talked about is this disconnection from humanity that is often happening and that we are not robots. And so can you tell us a little more about that? You've touched on it, uh, but but what do you really want people to get from that? That we're not robots or machines and like we need to bring more humanity into our work and into our daily lives. Absolutely. So when I'm talking about those feelings of burnout and mundanity that I will speak for myself. I still experience them because to your point, I would, it's not that hard to think back and remember because just two weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night stressed out and worrying myself silly and literally was like, what would I tell a student? Breathe. Oh, I'm not breathing. Okay, great. So it's not that far off of a memory. And in that case, it really was what you're talking about. I, in that moment, I had been so down in the details and logistics of my life and where am I going to live and visas and bureaucracy and blah, 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 that I hadn't stopped to take a beat to connect back to myself. And that's why when I breathe, things were better. And I think a lot of what happens with our feelings of burnout and mundanity and feeling stuck in our lives is that we have been conditioned and I'm not here to like throw a bunch of shade at modern culture because it's got a lot of benefits and it's what we live in. But the way that our modern society is built is we've been heavily conditioned to get things done, accomplish goals, make it happen. You know, social media is a meme farm of what are you doing and how can you be doing it better? And why haven't you achieved your goals? And da -da 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 do, 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 which is amazing. It's incredible that we're able to accomplish what we are. But I believe that those beginning of stages of burnout really happen because we are disconnected from being actual humans, from having emotions, from being disconnected to the way that we're set up. The reason that I talk about us being made for this is that we're actually as humans made to feel good. Like I'm going to stop for a reaction internally because isn't that shocking to learn? Like we're actually made to feel good. You might never know it living in this crazy culture. <laughs> But shockingly enough, we're made to feel good when we practice things that we think of now as self-care, like meditating, journaling, taking a walk in nature, laughing, dancing. When we do these different activities, a slew of amazing hormones are let off in us that help us to become more motivated, help us to feel less anxious, help us to be able to actually feel good, to feel the experience of joy in our bodies. I'm not talking about joy as just like joy, the Hallmark card, which all my respect to Hallmark, they were one of my clients at a time in my life. So I got nothing but love for Hallmark, but not that, not that just fluffy feeling of joy, but the actual experience of joy that happens in our bodies when we're engaged with activities 
that our bodies were designed to feel so that these hormones would go off so that we can stay engaged and lit up and joyful in our lives. I love it. And I love, right, some people, like you said, think of joy as this something that we cannot have. And so thinking of joy as something we can have. And I love you've touched on this word a few times, right, of engagement. And I know we talked about engaging your humanity, right, being more mindful. And so can you tell us a little more about you know, just some of these daily practices of mindfulness that you use or recommend for others to just start tapping into our humanity a bit more. Absolutely. I mean, I could, we could talk for days because I have, I, uh, I have so many different tools. Um, so I'll speak on, on two fronts. I'll talk about uh, some of the tools that I use and including in those practices, types of tools are also the ways that I aim to really help myself to actually integrate the tools. So that's a ton of what I focus on in the talks and workshops that I provide is how do we not just know these practices, but actually integrate them into our lives. And one of the ways that I think helps me is remembering that I was made for this. When I do these things, chemical reactions are happening in my body that are real life science, not just foo-foo. It's an idea that this is going to happen, but this is like actually the way that it happens inside of ourselves, which can really help because so many of us can be super analytical. And so instead of pretending that that's not true, embracing it and being like, nope, this is what happens can be really helpful. So I will say that is, is one of the tools of actually helping yourself to practice. And then in terms of actual tools, like I just mentioned, the one that I gave myself a couple weeks ago up in the middle of the night was breathing. And I think one of the things that breathing does, that's incredible. We're breathing all day, every day, right? Like if we're here and watching this, let's assume you're alive and not on a machine helping you breathe. Like it's just a function that's going on. But taking a beat to actually think I'm going to breathe and take a breath in, feel it, whether it's through your mouth, ideally through your nose, feel the air coming into your nose, feel it going out. If you can take an extra second or two and actually give gratitude for the air that's coming in and the fact that your lungs can help push it back out, that can be really incredible. And then there's also, like I said, we're going to go big topic and then I'll like sort of down a little lower. Then there's tons of breathwork techniques that you can do and the internet's flooded with them. I teach some of them. There's all then different kinds of ways that you can breathe for different things, but I'm talking just inhale and exhale. Take an inhale through your nose, exhale if you can out your mouth. Sometimes I'll literally just think like, inhale the good, exhale the bullshit. Like, I am assuming this is a safe space to swear a little, uh, but <laughs> inhale, inhale the good, exhale the bad, just for a second can really help you to reset and give your nervous system a break. Gratitude, I am a huge proponent of. It can be something that is so simple in theory really challenging a practice, which is again, why companies bring me in to offer tools to really make that a part of your daily life. But really taking a few moments at the beginning of your day, thinking of some things you're grateful for. And again, I'll give you some hints like breath is a great one. I'm super grateful to be breathing. Life is hard, but I'm pretty happy to actually have the chance to live most of the time, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. It's not hundred percent, but most of the time I'm pretty happy to be alive. So just throw, if that's all you come up with in a day to be grateful for, 
amazing because just that act of being grateful is like I said, going to release all of those hormones and chemicals in your body that are going to allow you that experience of feeling joy. That's so beautiful. And, and so appreciate that. And even right, something you touched on without saying it is just also the importance of authenticity, right? Um, so how can you bring your whole self right? Depending and right, knowing that that's going to be different depending on the day and does your workplace or those around you really support that? Um, something we talked about, which was just so beautiful, beautiful, was along the lines of what you're talking about now, gratitude. We also talked about grace. Um, and then you, in the beginning, you touched on this in your story, right? You weren't really giving yourself grace. Um, and so- how does grace right play into burnout in the beginning stages of burnout and being made for this? How does that factor into this as well? Whew, I think, yeah, I'll go back to those times that I didn't give myself grace. And for me, that showed up as being really hard on myself, having a standard of perfection that I believed needed to be attained. And the tricky thing, unfortunately, about perfection is that it's not real. There's no benchmark for perfection. So it becomes a moving, constantly a moving goalpost. You can seek perfection your entire life. And I promise you, you will never hit it because it's not an actual tangible, this is perfection. You can chase excellence and hit it. And I'm a big proponent of that. But perfection, we're never going to hit. And so allowing even the grace of putting on your grace goggles and being like, you know what? Perfection isn't a real thing. What does it look like for me to be at 100% though? What does that look like? And that's going to include some of that 100% is going to include you giving yourself some time and space to not always be at a thousand percent. I think that's part of where we get mixed up in thinking we want to be at a hundred is we're actually aiming at a thousand. And part of that, it's all the time, always on, never missing anything. And I don't know anybody that's been able to live their life like that. I really don't. And so being able to also level set with yourself that nobody has gotten it completely right. Thinking about specific to self-care, for example, and being in these practices that are going to make me feel good. And I know how important they are. And of course, I want to do them every day to my utmost level and, ah, you know, get them all right and do them all. But that's just not possible all the time. And sometimes the biggest act of self-care I'm going to give myself is knowing that that's not the day that I'm going to have an incredible 20-minute meditative energy healing session with myself, that I'm going to have five seconds where I take a breath and say that I'm grateful and let that be what it is and let that be enough. And that's what I really consider that grace. It's just like a buffer, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's really it. like that protective shell of like, you know, life's hard. Life is so hard. Yeah. And if we yeah. push ourselves towards these nebulous goals and achievements, yep. that, it's just a recipe for disaster. And I know because I lived that way for so for long sure. and, and still so easily fall back into thinking that, that that's some sort of actual place that perfection is a place we're going and i don't know anybody that lives there i really no, don't I no get there. get off the train right <laughs> it is a dead end it's a dead <laughs> end <laughs> right that's the thing it's like it's not 
It's not even a dead end. It's an endless tunnel. You know? <laughs> right, you're going to keep going, right? It's not even going to tell you, right? I think that's the sign you've evolved when you realize, wait, turn around. But you're right. If you're still fixated on that, you're just going to think there is some place and there isn't, which can be just so dangerous health-wise, right? Personally, professionally. I just love... So Rebecca, when you talk to her, she says things no one has ever said before that just light me up. And so the grace goggles, right? To put on those grace goggles. I've never said that before, by the way. That's the funny thing. I've never even heard. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. I love it. I love it, right? When you were made for this and you have good conversation. Um, but I'm obsessed with that. So I really want to encourage you, whether it's right now, we have so many people that watch later. I want you to really put in the comments, and I'm actually going to put this out on my regular LinkedIn today as well, right? What is something you're grateful for, right? I mean, we don't see that enough. I even think about it. I'm like, well, why don't I do this more often and, and encourage people? And so let's take Rebecca's encouragement and if you're watching, just think of something you're grateful for today in this moment. Like she said, if it's just to be alive, that's okay, right? That is huge too. Um, but really going to encourage people today to put on those grace goggles no matter where you are, right? This isn't a conversation like we've been saying for perfectionism. It's a conversation about humanity, right? Um, and something Rebecca told me, which I just uh, again, she she's pretty magical. And so something we talked about is how you can get into burnout valley. These are her words, right? Um, how you can get into burnout valley and the importance of sprinkling grace daily. Not only a lot of you are change agents, not only for others, but for yourself. Um, yeah. So really would love... Ooh. What are you grateful for, right? No matter if you're in Burnout Valley or in a, a state of excellence today. Um, Rebecca, I would love for you to tell us, um, one, how can people get in touch with you, connect with you, right? Learn from your brilliance. Uh, and then we'll, we'll really close out by just your final advice um, to those watching and listening, it's beautiful that, that people can watch or, or listen. And so how can we connect with you? And, and what are some of your last thoughts um, today to share with those who really want to lean into being made for this and, and feeling joyful? Absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn. So that'll be easy because you might very well be watching this on LinkedIn. So just click my name in blue. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find me at trueselfcare.org and find out all about the workshops that I host. I'm also at RebeccaIsSpeaking.com, which has more information on the keynotes and talks that I give, but you can find both of those pages from each other. So you can find both of those. I'm also on Instagram at Rebecca Practicing. It's a little bit more of my personal account, but I truly believe, and this is perfect because this is what I wanted to segue into as well. Um, it is my personal account, but this is the thing that I think is so important to remember is, and this is why I talk so much about being made for this in the ways that our bodies are set up because you and your human body are who is in every area of your life. That is why the idea of work-life balance is absolute fallacy to me because you are both. You are in your work. You are in your family, you are in your friendships, 
you are in when you're working out, you're you are in your body and all of your experiences. And that's why as you practice these tools within yourself, every area of your life will be impacted because you are the one who's in every area of your life. You in this human suit. Now, I don't know why, and that's a whole other conversation, but us in our human suits are who are in all these areas of our lives. And as Antoinette mentioned, and I deeply feel this as well as change agents, as people who are in service to others and humble servitude, knowing you and your audience, it is unbelievable. There are so many studies. This is deeply recognized. This isn't just me making this up, although I've seen this so intimately in my own experience. The more that you can practice these practices with yourself, of self-care, of compassion, the more that you practice with yourself, the greater your ability is to practice with others. And I promise you that that will have an impact on your burnout. If you are practicing just with others and not taking care of your own self, that is, an, that is not a sustainable way to live. I promise you from my life, I see you nodding over there. I know it's not sustainable in your life, but the flip side is when we do practice with ourselves, it's so much easier to give and to be all those things for others, but it really, it has to, it absolutely has to, to be sustainable, to be real, to be authentic and to, for you to continue to live, it needs to start with yourself. And so that is my number one encouragement is to know how important it is to start with yourself. And then as leaders to also know that it's important for your employees, for your organization members, that they are starting with themselves as a value and then that will so much more easily then translate into a company value, into a team value, as you're arming your team with the ability to, to be grateful, with the ability to recognize themselves. That's when they can do it that much more easily, more impactfully, more powerfully with other people. It's all when we're starting with ourselves. Thank you so much for being here. And please, please, those who are listening, we will link all of Rebecca's information in the show notes, um, right? We're, speakers are booking out for 2023. Um, and so this is the time to really get Rebecca booked. Um, we're living through the great resignation, quiet quitting, all of these things. And so if you are a leader, if you are an event planner who is really looking for someone to light up joy in people, right? Not just in that moment, but to give them tools to take with them daily. Rebecca is the person to call. So all of her information will be linked in the show notes. Rebecca, we're just we are grateful for having you on today. Thank you so much for coming to us, right? Um, not in this country, but just across the world to, to really tell people why they are made for this. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's an absolute joy to be with you, not just because it's on brand. But right? <laughs> Love it. I love it. Um, thank you so much, Rebecca. We will see you soon and just wish you so much wellness and, and health as you continue uh, to just help people, right? Be joyful, uh, be mindful, and to get out of burnout valley or, right, get off that perfectionism train going nowhere. Yes, exactly. Into the abyss. That's yes. where you're at. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. 
I told you all that would be a phenomenal segment, um, honestly, because we talk about authenticity. When Rebecca and I were prepping on this call, she actually really was ministering to me about grace in that moment. And that's how those beautiful nuggets came in um, about grace, because she was telling me, right, to sprinkle some grace on myself because I was on that thousand miles an hour place that you can only stay on for so long. And so want to just thank Rebecca, not only for being here today, but the work that she does one-on-one -on -one in groups and right on stages. Um, it's so important and really want to encourage you all Whenever you're watching this right now uh, in the U.S., it is Thursday, so it's perfect, a thankful Thursday. But no matter what day it is, just take some time for gratitude. We're moving so fast and just take the time to pause. This is one that you're probably going to want to listen over and to share with others. Because again, these nuggets are nuggets I've never heard about before, burnout valley and putting on your grace goggles. Um, and so tune in to Rebecca, stay tuned to her. She is someone powerful. I want to thank you all for being here today. We will be back on October 27th. And so stay tuned uh, to our social channels and to our newsletter. The newsletter is always where we release everything first. So you can go to ifollowtheleader.com slash subscribe because we are going to be releasing who our next person is soon. Thank you so much. And to continue on, I am grateful for you being here, for listening, for watching. We don't take it for granted that you spent some of our time, some of your time with us today. I look forward to seeing you soon. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Conversations with I Follow the Leader. We appreciate you. Be sure to subscribe to receive new episode alert. To learn more about the firm, go to ifollowtheleader.com. I also want to encourage you, whether you're a change agent or leader, you can be a part of the solution. Now let's go make a positive impact and push the pace of progress. The world needs us.